Good to see you all here this morning on this kind of cool morning. So, all right, do we need to turn it up in the cars? All right, let's give you some more volume so we can hear out there. Can you hear me? There we go. All right. All righty, all righty. Well, it is just good to be with you this morning. Um, we're going to get through our service. We're going to brave a little cold. We're going to have a little time of worship and spend some time with each other and God. So I am glad you're all here. Um, you know it's a little chilly if I'm up here and I've got sweatshirt on. Uh, so it is a little cooler this morning, but don't worry, I still have my sandals on. So I, I don't want you to worry that, I got, that I'm getting too hot up here. Uh, I still got the sandals on. Um, as you came in this morning, uh, if you saw little black packages back there, we have free masks. Um, they were given by the, uh, the big part of the UMC um, for rural churches and rural areas. Um, it took a while for them to get here, but they're finally here. And so please take some of those. We got a hundred of those to give out. Uh, so take them, take them to your friends uh, so that you can have some of those. Um, and that's all the announcements I really have this morning. There are a few eggs back there if you want some more eggs. Um, I do have two uh, cartons of duck eggs. If you've never tried a duck egg, you're welcome to take a few and try if you want to, but that's up to you. Um, but uh, they're in the jumbo containers because those are some large eggs. So if you want some of those, take those. Um, are there any other announcements this morning? All right. Well, seeing no other announcements, let us begin our time with prayer. So let us pray. Teach us a new rock of our salvation. How your kingdom has come near. As you called Simon and Andrew long ago, call us to be your disciples this day, that we might find refuge and strength as we face the destructive forces of our lives. Grant us the strength to wait for you in silence, that we might meet you in the subterranean chamber of our souls. For in you, we rest secure. In you, we abide in holy love. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning is God of grace and God of glory.
Amen, amen. As we continue this morning, we now come uh, to a time that we uh, lift up our joys and our concerns so that we can pray with and for one another and celebrate with and for one another. Uh, this morning we have Audrey Hurley family, Joe Parsons family, Tim Slack family, uh, and Ted Sedberry, who's in the hospital. Uh, so those are four to add to our list. Uh, are there any others to add this morning? Larry Wayne Britt family. Okay. Okay, Larry Wayne Britt's stepdaughter, okay. So we'll continue to lift that family up. Others this morning. Seeing no others this morning, let us go to Lord in prayer this morning. This morning's prayers of the people for Epiphany comes from Bruce Pure uh, off of his homepage. So let us pray. <clears throat> let us long for and pray for <clears throat> the light of God in Christ Jesus to drive back the darkness of human error, misery, and evil where people are lost and jaded in contemporary consumerism, where addiction to alcohol, other drugs, and gambling is causing ruin, we pray for the hope of epiphany. Where dictators rule without mercy or wisdom, where democracies are manipulated by the rich and powerful, we pray for the justice of epiphany. Where youth see no prospect in the future and so contemplate suicide, where the long-term unemployed exist without hope, we pray for the light of epiphany. Where the church dodges its evangel evangelical mission, where the church evades its social and political responsibility, we pray for the truth of epiphany where the terminally ill face death fearfully, where people without purpose face life despairingly, we pray for the love of epiphany. Most holy friend, to you our all souls are precious. Please take from our eyes the scales of prejudice or indifference, that we may increasingly share your awareness of the neglected and abused people, and do all we can to make your love real to them. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. As we continue this morning, we are always blessed by the gifts, tithes, and offerings that are given to Lovejoy for its mission in this world. So let me offer this prayers over those gifts and offerings. Let us pray. God of abundance, you teach us the dangers of setting our hearts on earthly riches. May these offerings be symbols of our faith in your bounty and of our commitment to follow your call in our lives. 
whenever you may lead us. In your name we pray. Amen. Our gospel text this morning comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. Hear now the gospel according to Mark. After John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee, announcing God's good news, saying, Now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives and trust this good news. As Jesus passed along the Galilean Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away, they left their nets and followed him. After going a little farther, he saw James and John, Zebedee's sons, in their boat repairing the fishing nets. At that very moment, he called them. They followed him, leaving their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired workers. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as we sit here and listen for your word to speak to us, may we hear it in the scriptures we've already heard. May we hear it in the songs that we have heard and are going to hear. And may you speak through the message this morning. May the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We have another call story this morning. This time we hear it from the point of view of the Gospel of Mark. Last week, we heard it from John, and John told us about the calling of Simon, Andrew, Philip, and Nathaniel. And today we have a different call story for Simon and Andrew, and Mark gives us the story of James and John. Now, it would be easy to possibly go to and focus on the similarities and differences of these two stories. It would be easy just to talk about the come and follow me once again. But I want to focus on part of this call and why it was important and who was called and what it means. So we begin where John has been arrested and Jesus has now come over announcing the good news, saying loudly, exclamation points on the end of it, with authority, now is the time. Here comes God's kingdom. Change your hearts and lives. Trust in this good news. Mark does not have the overlapping ministries of John and Jesus. John finishes his ministry by being arrested, and Jesus comes up to take up the flame. He comes not baptizing with water and calling for repentance out in the wilderness, which he just came out of for 40 days. 
No, Jesus comes in declaring trust in the good news. But what is the good news? The good news is that the kingdom of God is near. The good news is that blessed are the poor, the mourning, the weak. Jesus' call is a call to repentance, a call to believe, a call to be born again, to be born anew. A call to come, follow me and see the kingdom, participate in bringing God's kingdom to earth. So Jesus then takes a stroll alongside the Galilean Sea. And he sees two fishermen, Simon and Andrew, throwing their nets into the sea. If you recall, after Jesus' crucifixion, resurrection, these two went back to doing this very thing because it's what they knew. Because they were fishermen. It's what they knew how to do. It was their livelihood. It was most likely a family business. It is all they knew how to do. And what this tells us is that Simon and Andrew were an integral part of the society and the family business. The fish they caught fed the people around the Galilee Sea. Fishing was what paid the bills and fed, clothed, and housed their families. We may have at some time heard that Andrew and Simon were at one point seeking to be disciples of a prophet, of a rabbi, of a teacher in the synagogues. But here Mark makes no mention of that. Here Mark shows us that Simon and Peter were fishermen. That's all they ever do. That's all they ever wanted to do. They weren't looking for a prophet. They weren't looking for a rabbi. Yet, we have these two brothers that grew up watching their dad probably fish, that were able to fix nets and patch boats, that, you know, before they could actually really get around too well, were probably sitting on the beach fixing nets before they did anything else. They spent their childhood learning how to do the family business, being groomed to take it over, and who knows... They could already have taken it over since they were out on the boat fishing. People relied on Simon and Andrew and their family. People that worked for them, the hired hands, relied on them to catch the fish and make the money so that they could live. Those who bought fish from them, the markets and the other families in the neighborhood, relied on them for food. So I think it is important to remember this. That not only for Simon and Andrew, but also for James and John, they are pictured as prosperous enough to own houses and employ hired hands. Yet, yet when Jesus takes his stroll beside the sea and calls them, they drop everything. Their family and their occupational commitments. But what compelled them to drop everything if that's all they knew how to do was fish? Jesus 
at this point hadn't done anything extraordinary. He hadn't been doing miracles and healings yet. They didn't know who Jesus was. Jesus had just come out of the wilderness, been there for 40 days. People probably thought he was dead. So what did Simon, Andrew, James, and John hear when Jesus said, Come, follow me? They heard the word of God. And they knew that this was the word of God. They probably spent growing up their time growing up, going to temple, going to synagogue. They knew their faith. They had their religious upbringing. They lived in a Jewish household or in a Jewish area. But somehow, when Jesus spoke, the incarnate word of God spoke to their souls and stirred something they had never known before. And they dropped everything. They left the hired hands to do the work. They left their parents and their families hanging, as it were. And this was unheard of for uh, in that time, but they knew, they knew somehow that Jesus' call to fish for people was more important than being fishermen. So what is it that we can learn from the call of Simon, Andrew, James, and John? The Word of God moves us to do God's work. Jesus is calling us to follow, has called and is still calling. But how do we respond? Do we drop everything and follow him? At the first calling, did we drop everything we were doing and follow? Probably not. Not in this day and age. It's, it's not what is normally done. But what did we give up? How did our lives change when we answered the call? Did we turn away from the sim sinful, self-serving lifestyle? Did we quit letting, others, other, letting other things of this world control us? Did we turn to Jesus and let go of control so God could work in us? Answering the call does not mean that we are perfect it just means that we're taking the first step in a journey. A journey that lasts our entire life long. A journey where we will continue to learn. And Martin Luther King Jr. said, Faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. If you remember Indiana Jones and the search for the Holy Grail, there was trials that Indiana had to go through as he went to find the Grail. 
and one of them was the invisible bridge. He had to take a step of faith and trust that the bridge was there even though he could not see it. And we all know Indiana wasn't a religious man. If it couldn't be backed up by science, he didn't care. But yet in that moment, he had faith and took the step. Maybe it was because his father had been shot and there was the grail and the holy water out of that grail that was going to save his life. But he took a step of faith. Jesus has come with the good news. Jesus calls them simply as they are and where they are. He calls us simply where we are and where we are. Whether it's geographically, spiritually, emotionally, or intellectually. But it is up to them and us to answer the call. Responding to Jesus requires change. These four left their nets, left their boats, left their family. What have we left behind to follow Jesus? Remember that this news is good that Jesus is bringing. And this news that he brings we might wrestle with. And the news may challenge us as much as it comforts us. But it is good news. The kingdom of God is near. How do we lift up, how do we lift up the goodness of the news of God's kingdom? How do we become fishers of people the way Simon and Andrew and James and John did? By taking the first step of faith. Every journey, everything we do, anywhere we go, takes a first step. So such is our faith. Our faith journey began when we took that first step and continues as we take every other step. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. But Jesus is there to pick us up. Our community is there to help us through the rough times, through the grief, through the sadness, through the illness. Jesus is calling. So let's take the step. Let's leave behind what we know and go and see what God is doing and become participants in the work, the good work, the kingdom work of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our hymn of invitation this morning is another song by Chris Tomlin entitled, I Will Follow. So as we listen to this song this morning, may the words speak to our hearts. 
And may we follow Jesus. As we conclude our service this morning, we're going to offer a benediction, and then we will hear benediction as you go from Selah. So receive now this benediction. God as kingdom people, for the realm of God has come near. Go as God's people, for that is who we are. Go as those who believe in the good news, for that is our daily bread. Go to live as people of mercy and grace. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen.